Hey guys, welcome back to the pod. I'm your host, Clapton Isaac. This is Tahila Podcast. Whew. This one's a heavy one. It is called Why Healing is Important. Right? And I really want us to focus on this. It's going to get uncomfortable. But I've always said we have to be uncomfortable before we get comfortable. It has to be not okay before it's okay. So within this episode, we're going to dive through a lot of events that I've gone through. And I want to kind of give you guidelines and I want to give you the tactical things that I did that helped me heal and that helped me become the person that you see today that inspires some of you, that challenges some of you today. So healing, oh, even thinking about it, you know, healing is a subject that many profess to know but many never really actually go on the journey of it you know healing requires you to confront you a lot of times when we look at life we look at life's events or history we only ever tell it from one side of the story which is mainly your side of the story we never tell it from both sides of the story and then the truth the truth you normally find it when you really look inward. That's what healing does. Healing is like a mirror. You see stuff about yourself that you're not going to like. You know? And what really helps healing, I promise you this, key practical advice about healing is this, number one, accountability. Self-accountability, if I can make that word up right you have to take a level of accountability to most of the incidents or issues that have caused hurt in your life because i have to be honest when i've had friends betray me you know uh people speak about my name my family my character people that we've invited into our home you know we've broken bread with we've made our home their home you know and all sorts the second they go out outside, it's like they have amnesia, they forget, and then they start making up lies about you. And you hear about it. Before I can get into self-pity, which is what we normally do, I have to look and say, hey, Captain, it was you that invited them into your home. So the first person who is wrong is Captain in this instance, because I brought that upon myself to a degree. You know, you have to assess people you have to, I think, in the previous episode or the episode to come where I speak about friendship, right? I forgot to mention the importance of, of observation. You have to observe people. You know, take time to watch people, maybe for six months, eight months before you bring them into a protesting space. So the first key towards healing is self-accountability. It's looking at the events that have caused you pain and looking at the areas you played to inflict pain number two what's helped me with healing was listening to Clapton most of you people that are broken or are hurting or going through a tough time you're listening to everyone else but yourself that is self damaging you are destroying your self confidence you're destroying your self esteem because it's almost like the inner you is saying hey buddy Hey, friend, hey, G, you listen to everyone else but yourself, but me. 
and that's something that Clapton spoke to me. I remember one time I was in my room and I, I broke down, you know. And one of the things that I'm very good at to a degree is whenever I break down, whenever I feel an emotion, I don't dismiss it, I embrace it. I don't have to accept it. I embrace it, I assess it, and then I want to go to the root cause and say, where have you come from? Who brought you here? How did I how did we get here with Clapton's cry? And I remember I heard myself say, You ignore me. You ignore me. You don't listen to me. You 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 don't you listen to everyone else but yourself. And I realized that most of my life I was always valuing the voices of other people than the voice of Clapton. And when I began to realize the importance of listening to my voice, you know. Um, I'm someone that if you know me or if you, if you don't know me, if you get to know me, I'm very transparent, I'm very to the point, you know, I'm very there, you know, in your face, I want to be there, you know, I realized that I wasn't being that to myself, I was being that to everyone else but me, so that helped me with healing, and let me walk you through my life so you can kind of get that I'm speaking from a place of history, a place of a level of credibility, you know, I spoke about in the podcast that I did on the Vision podcast about the attack on my worship. And I think I even spoke about that in the intro podcast for what was called Formerly the Moment. Now it's called Tahila Podcast. But I say a lot of people in church or in the church environment would almost ridicule me constantly to a degree. Let's call it, let's call it fair for state, abuse me for how I worship, for how I chose to demonstrate my worship. But worship for non-believers is um, a way of showing gratitude, thanks, uh, allness, um, reverence, awareness to a creator that you have almost chosen to be your, your God, which is for me, Jesus, my faith, Christianity. And in church, I will celebrate the victories of God the same way I'll celebrate a football goal because I'll just be me. And that brought a lot of negative comments, a lot of kick him out, get rid of him, put him down here, put him back, back in the corner, whatever, whatever, whatever. And that really broke my heart. I said, God, I remember I cried one time I broke down in church and Luke and John, the two kids here, were there for me. They, in fact, they were going to fight the person that upset me. <laughs> I just brought up the story. <laughs> they were like, who was it? Let's go fight them. I said, no, nah, it's okay, stand down. You know? And that was the first time I've ever cried in church, not because of God's goodness. I actually cried because of what people are doing to me. Because the question was then, if I did not have the friendship that I have with Jesus, that I'm able to separate Jesus from man, I would have easily attached that behavior to Jesus. And the first thing that I went to Jesus, I said, yo, I can't be myself in the world because there's rules and regulations now, right? The only place that I felt like I can be who I am meant to be fully with no judgment with no hate was church and in fact i'm getting more hate and judgment in church than i am in the world and that kind of to a degree could have made me look at church in a negative way but the first thing that i did was i've got my journal i wrote down how i felt i didn't speak to anyone anyone tell you this when the incident happened i didn't speak to anyone the whole day i got home cried like a baby cried i've never cried that's not what's coming out you know, I, I cried for the whole of England. You know, if, if you don't want to get my tears, you know, probably like water, whole farm. 
you know, I cried so much in my room by myself. And then after I cried, this is step number three towards healing. Have friends that you can trust with your vulnerability. I call my best friend to dress it. I know I, I speak about him all the time. He, he got, he dropped down, he got, he got me, picked me up, took me to his house. He just sat there and listened. And I cried again. <laughs> I cried again. So sometimes you have to cry. You know, I know as men, we're told that we shouldn't show emotion, but I had to challenge and say, wait, wait, wait. If the strongest man that I've ever known, Jesus, wept, oh man, I can cry for England then. I'm justified. So, like I said, number one, we have to be sure a level of self accountability. We have to. We have to look at what role did I play towards either impacting this result or what could I have done to prevent this event from occurring. Some things are of your control and I understand that. You also have to find a way to um, either speak to people that you trust, you can be vulnerable around and just say, hey, this is what I'm going through, this is what happened. You're not trying to prove a point. You just want to express and let it out. I journal a lot. You know, I've got about three journals and they all accomplish three different things. Right? Um, healing in friendships as well. As much as I talk about the importance of friendships, I also got to be honest about friendships. Friendships are not always black and white. You know, sometimes they're like the rainbow. You know, many colors in it. And you got to filter friendships correctly. And one thing about friendship is this. You cannot carry a perception of an old friendship into a new friendship. So just because person A dealt with, dealt with you this way, please don't filter person B based on person A's actions. You also have to heal from person A. So again, you go back to your whatever happened between you and person A. If you can reach out to them, reach out to them. If you can't, have a self-awareness conversation with yourself and say, hey, again, what did I do? Before you even look at them, ask, what did I do? What did I contribute? Look inward. Be accountable for your actions. And then if you want to vent it out, call that vulnerable friend that you can trust to express how you feel. Right? Most of you know, I, I speak about some of I I've got the most amazing parents. You know, my mom, my dad, they sacrificed a lot for me to even be here. You know, however, to a degree, they kind of felt a bit absent and not really out of choice because they didn't have a choice. They had to work all the time, you know. I had to also deal with that because I missed out on many years of my parents, you know, many conversations, many lessons, you know, that I could have learned, you know. Won't get into detail for discretion purposes. But, like, I'll be honest with you, like, I learned to shave, like, literally, like, two weeks ago. I, I put, funny fact, 28. Crazy, right? Crazy. I was in, I was in Turkey, right? And um, I, I, I used to have, like, a beard or whatever. Or we couldn't could call it that. And then once I wanted to get a haircut, and then my barber just gave me, like, a little goatee and a little mask. I said, oh, I like this new Clapton. But I didn't know how to maintain a new Clapton. So I had to learn how to shave. So I just bought a little, I got my mom a diamond shaver. She didn't even know what to buy me. She just bought it for me. She bought it, and then I went into the, into the toilet, and then I just had to do my own little tutorials. Again, that's something that my father could have taught me. 
if they've been present. However, I had to hear from that and say, hey, this did affect me not having a present father all the time because I had to learn how to do certain things at a later stage or um, I almost felt like I started off at a disadvantage position, right? So I had to almost deal with that. And what helped me to heal from that, I remember it was a conversation that I had with Jesus, which was this. He said that your parents are also healing from the traumas of their parents. So maybe the people you're upset with or people that are holding you hidden, who you made them a stronghold, they're also people like you who also had bad experiences with their parents and maybe they've not dealt with it and it's not affecting you, which is not your fault. But once you look at it that way, it's easy for you to let go of the offense. It's easy for you to let go of the hurt. It's easy for you to heal. Because you're not understanding that your parents are not inflicting this pain on you out of choice. They're also going through their own pain. And maybe unlike you, they never had a podcast to vent it out. They never had friends like I've got, like Dre, Shanice, um, Destiny, Doris, Shella, that you can go to and say, this is how I feel, this is what's going on, how do I navigate this? Or people that are family, like Uncle Charles, Greg, Auntie Pam, Auntie Mom, Michelle Shimmers, people that I can just call anytime and say, This is what I'm going through. Um, this is what's affecting me. This is what's bothering me. Some of our parents never had that. So, to a degree, we got to cut them a little bit of slack. Please, <laughs> cut them a little bit of slack. They're also human beings. I remember, like, what helped my healing towards my parents as well was I looked at my mom one day. I promise you, we're having dinner. I looked at her. And all I saw was just a little girl. I just saw a little girl that had just grown up like number in age. You know, my mom was the strongest person I've ever known. Apart from me, of course. <laughs> but she's one of the strongest people that I know. But at the same time, she's also human. She's got her life issues. She's got her life traumas that she's been through. You know, remember my mom, I'm sure she'll mind me sharing it. Or maybe she does. But probably tell me off later. But that's okay. She lost her parents when she was 17. Imagine being 17 years old with no father or mother and you're in Africa and then just move at 18, 19 to England. Where's your reference point? Who are you going to call when you're overwhelmed by a new world, a new language, a new society? So I'll be cutting some slack. So healing is also taking time to assess the situation from a non-biased perspective. From a perspective that is objective, not subjective. When you take yourself out of the situation, and you look at it like a third-party person. I need, you, I want to encourage you to look at the areas in your life that are causing you pain, that are causing you to get stuck in cycles. Take yourself out of there and then look at it as if it's someone else's situation and then advise them, advise yourself as you would advise someone else. That makes any sense. I learned that from the guy from Prison Break. He said this. He said that something that he learned from him, from just observing himself. He was like, one day I woke up and I asked myself, why do I speak myself in that way? If I spoke to my friends how I spoke to myself, I would have no friends. I said, oh God, that's healing right there. Some of you, the reason why you're not you're not healing or your healing looks stagnant 
is because of how you treat yourself. You're not building yourself up. You're not encouraging yourself. I always tell people this. If the devil is real, why are you helping him destroy you? It doesn't make any sense. Like, the devil's job is to destroy you, is to accuse you, is to say all the negative stuff about you, is to tell you everything and anything that could be wrong with you and that is not wrong with you and you lie about it. And you're not joining him to cause things around you. How are you going to heal? How is the, the inner you going to rise up? You know? So that's something I want to focus on about healing is that I need you to become my best friend. I need you to speak to you like you'd speak to your best friend. If you value your best friend, that is. Or your child, if you value your child. Whatever you value the most, the very thing that you, you speak to with utmost respect, I need you to speak to yourself with the same level of reverence and respect. I'll close this chapter on healing on this. I, I said this on my Twitter a long time ago, about eight years ago, and I left Twitter. I said, your friendship with God is reflected in your friendship with others. The same way Jesus' friendship with God was reflected in his friendship with us. So, if you're someone that's in faith, I don't judge your friendship with God based on what you say to God. Nah, that's, that's too easy. Anyone can say anything good to God. I judge your friendship with God based on how you treat yourself, one, and number two, on how you treat others around you, two. So I hope you've learned something important today about healing. Um, I'm going to probably do a part two on this and go a little bit deeper into my life experiences, into the stuff that I've faced, that have shattered me. Like I said, practical examples. Get a journal. Journal. If there's you go and see, a, uh, what they call the shrimp, shrimp, what they call the, the therapist, the right word for them, the therapist. Go and see them. You know, there's no shame in that. Go and see one. If you've got friends that you can trust and rely on, speak to them. Be vulnerable. If you're a man, it's okay. Call me and cry. We'll cry together. And then after that, no one, no one ever to know. It will stay between our mind chain. Number four, vent, man. Get your iPhone and let it out. Boiling in will do more damage to you than anything. So I've been your host, Captain Isaac, as always. And this has been Nayla Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. God bless you.